0: Remember the good old days when there was a player or two or four being signed every single day and you could envision the lineup being completely filled by like the weekend. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll Additionally, check out. It was a drip, drip, drip of awesome news from the Steelers for a week straight. And each position, it seemed, each hole, sometimes even just plain old wish lists, were getting filled. Offensive line, inside linebacker. A nice corner was brought in. A depth-type wide receiver. And some pretty important players were retained, too. I don't want to leave them out. But right now, the glaring gap in all of this feels to me like the other safety position, meaning not Minka Fitzpatrick, who I believe is going to get extended, this summer. But the safety and how the entire secondary will look, it feels to me really, really up in the air, maybe more than any other group on the team at the moment. Yes, a kilo Weatherspoon was retained to your contract. Good stuff. Might have gotten a little lost last week shouldn't have. All he did when he got his opportunity with this team, mostly through the second half of last season, was to make plays. To make plays. You can say some of his interceptions and whatever else were lucky and this and that. Ball bounced right into his hands. I'm sorry. I stopped believing in luck at that position a long time ago. You just have to be in the right spot. You have to have that ball hawk sense about you, and Witherspoon showed that. There is value that rightly gets attached to that. Good football player. Levi Wallace was added from Buffalo. Uh, Terrific story. Undrafted free agent, found his way into the Bills lineup. Before that, was a walk-on in college. You'll love, by the way, what Wallace had to say when meeting with reporters on this subject? Uh, I think just the hard work that I put in, honestly. Um, I kind of just don't take no for an answer. I don't let people's limitations get put on me. Um, undrafted, or people say undrafted, I say eighth round. So I did get drafted. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of just, it, that's just been my story, you know, with walking on to Alabama um, and nobody expecting me to start there and win a championship, let alone get a scholarship. and. It's just the same here. I just have that fighter's mentality, that fighting spirit. And um, I look I look forward to challenges, honestly. And, you know, this is another chapter, another challenge. And I'm excited to, to take it on f- full steam ahead. Eighth rounder. I like it. Good for him. Good for him. There's a little bit of a, a Mike Hilton element to that. But at least with Hilton, you knew where he was going to be. And with this group, with the various uh, flexibilities that these guys have, honestly, I can't even put into my head where Terrell Austin and Mike Tomlin are going to line them up. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs, leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how. You'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. I feel obligated to reiterate here that I hope Edmonds is brought back. I know everyone's got their heart set on Tyran Matthew, but the Honey Badger's been out there for a while. And he's yet to get scooped up. So I'm wondering what might be in play there because I don't feel like you're going to have too many NFL teams questioning what he can bring after the career that he's had in Kansas City. And no, of course, I'm not going to compare Edmonds to Matthew and what they've achieved. These are very, very different players in every way. However, we also don't know how much money, or cap space, to put it more appropriately, the Steelers have left. And we do know that they still have other needs, just as we know that they hate going into a draft addressing needs. They'd prefer to at least find someone, even if it's a a surface type, to come in as a free agent or through other outside means, and from there utilize the draft to bring in a next wave that doesn't always work out so nicely and it didn't last year for sure but if they've got say i don't know 20 million in cap space i saw one uh of the online analytical breakdowns list them at 21 you never know what the actual number is and furthermore you don't know what it'll be after the Steelers go to some players, as they invariably do, to seek uh, concessions and deferments that allow them to have even more cap space. But if it is accurate that they're around 21, then, you know, paying a ton for Matthew might not make sense when you know that you can get Edmonds back at a reasonable rate, certainly more reasonable, or less, I should say, than whatever... Matthew's going to end up with, but then Edmonds is still out there too, meaning he's available to everyone. And his name's barely even coming up. If you're the Steelers, because you know the player, because you've groomed the player, and you know how available he's been, how durable he's been, I'd say that there would be more of a chance that he'd return to Pittsburgh than to go somewhere else. If that happens, I'm completely okay with it. Obviously lacks the splash of the other guy, but I'm not about to get delusional that one really fun week solved all of this team's needs. It most definitely did not. That goes double for this somewhat chaotic and still incomplete secondary. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back, time for J1Q, and it comes today from Danny Johnson, who asks, how much input do you think Mike Tomlin has in the ongoing GM search? He seems busy attending pro days and such, all the while the GM interviews continue, and since they have to work together, I would think that he would be at all of the interviews, just wondering, thanks for your work, DK, thanks for the question, Danny. Um, It's a good one. Tomlin has been involved. Kevin Colbert has been involved, which is only the most Steelers thing ever. And I feel like taking a little bit of a diversion here just to point that out to you. The GM who's been in place for a long, long time is retiring. And in an effort, a stated effort, Per Art Rooney himself, to continue the legacy, the culture, and the practices and the thought processes that constitute the Steelers' Way, he asked Colbert to essentially hire his replacement, his successor. That's way more remarkable than I think people have paid attention to, including around sports. I never heard of such a thing. Maybe it's happened somewhere else. I'm not aware of it. Okay, the aside is over. Tomlin, yes, is involved. Tomlin, yes, will work with the new GM in the same manner that he did with Colbert. Again, this is something that Rooney has put on the record. They're not running from this. They're not hiding from it. They want Tomlin to be able to have the same kind of relationship with Colbert's successor as he had with Colbert. A mutual trust, a mutual understanding of each other's needs, a mutual respect for what it is that each of them has to do to make the Steelers successful. Does Tomlin have time For this. Yeah, he has time Uh, as as wide ranging as this interview run now has been with the Steelers. And I want to say they're up to 16 of them, 16 interviews, 16 different candidates. Which is a crazy number in and of itself, especially when I'm totally convinced that they're just going to go right back to Brandon Hunt. And I'd had no problem with that. I'm just saying I think that's where they're going to end up. I can promise you that little else on the coach's schedule has changed from what he normally does this time of year. And what he normally does is get his fingernails dirty when it comes to checking out college football players. Now, yesterday he was at Pitt's Pro Day, which required nothing more than a walk across the hall. Which, by the way, I understand that Kenny Pickett did quite well there. Might have actually boosted his stock somewhat. But he's also been at uh, all of his usual stops. Georgia, Clemson, he'll end up going to Ohio State and so forth. This is just his thing. He loves this. He loves the evaluation part of finding players, studying players, getting to know them, getting to know their families on occasion. If he's sitting down for interviews even 16 of them he's not going to be losing time from doing that part of his job i appreciate the question i appreciate everyone listening to daily shot of Steelers. let's do another one tomorrow